0: Support for Industry Focus comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, work with the one that has your best interest in mind. Use Rocket Mortgage for a transparent, trustworthy home loan process that's completely online at quickenloans.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. You're listening to the Financials Edition taped today on Monday, April 10th, 2017. My name is Gabby LaPera, and joining me on Skype is Dan Kaplaniger, personal finance guru. Thanks for joining us, Dan. How's it going?
1: I'm doing good, Gabby. Thanks for having me on.
0: I'm happy to have you here because you are here to talk about a topic that ought to be on everyone's mind. Uh, which is taxes. And listeners, just in case you didn't know, pro tip, taxes are due on April 18th this year, which means if you haven't filed them yet, you need to hop to it. And in preparation for that, there are a couple of things that you can do to cut your tax bill. Not a lot, because you've left it till the last minute, but there's a few. Um, And the first and most widely relevant probably is contributing to your traditional IRA.
1: That's absolutely right, Gabby. It's something that uh, you know, uh, year in and year out, a lot of people end up being surprised at the fact that they can still make a contribution for their 2016 IRA and have it count on their taxes, even though they're making it during calendar year 2017. But the IRS gives you that break until the filing deadline, which this year is April 18th because April 15th falls on a weekend. You've got, um, you've got a little over a week to go ahead and get that money into that traditional IRA and get to count it as a tax deduction if you use that traditional IRA account um, against your 2016 tax bill. It's pretty much the, the best way, the easiest way to get yourself a little bit of tax savings if you're trying to boost that refund up.
0: Right. Um, and With a traditional IRA, as with a Roth IRA actually, um, but Roth IRAs don't come with tax breaks, uh, the contribution limit for 2016 is $5,500 for um, people who are not at catch-up age, which is what? Is that 50, Dan?
1: Yeah. If you're younger than 50, then 5500 is the limit. 50 or older Get an extra thousand that brings the total up to six thousand five hundred.
0: So that's a nice little tax break, tax break if you need one. Um, the other thing that you can do if you have one um, is open a, or not open is contribute to your health savings account.
1: That's right. And again, in order to qualify for that, a whole bunch of stuff has to have already been in place for 2016 before that calendar year ended. Specifically, that you had a high deductible health plan. That, you, uh, that, that met the, uh, the requirements that would let you do a tax-deductible health savings account. If that's the case for you, then you have, again, until the tax filing deadline to get that money into the health savings account um, and have it count as a 2016 deduction on your tax return.
0: Quick question for you about the traditional IRA going back a little bit. Um, could someone, in theory, open one today and then fully fund it? And have it still count towards uh, the 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 twenty sixteen tax deadline?
1: Yeah, for a traditional IRA, that's definitely the case. In fact, you'll see a lot of the uh, brokerage companies are really pushing hard. It's going to be a busy <laughs> week for them because they've got to get all that paperwork done quickly so that their new clients will be able to take advantage of that. But yes, that is something that you know. I mean, in many cases, you might decide in order to facilitate things to go physically to a financial institution and get the, and, and write a check and get that money in there um, rather than doing things uh, you know at a more slow pace. But, uh, but yeah, your broker should be ready for you. If you are interested in getting that IRA done, they will have everything as efficient as possible to let that happen.
0: Yeah. And if you need any extra information about what a traditional IRA is or what's the difference between a traditional or a Roth IRA, I totally have so many articles that can help you out. Just shoot me an email at industryfocus at fool.com. Um, so let's get to the stuff that you can't <laughs> do to cut your tax bill. Uh, sadly, you can't do any capital gain stuff. Uh, you can't contribute to 401ks, charitable gifts. It's too late. Too bad. So sad. Try to get your tux- taxes done earlier next year, and try to engage in behaviors that reduce your tax liability throughout the year instead of waiting until the last minute. Um, yeah. Doesn't
1: mean you shouldn't do those things for 2017. It's just not going to help you on what you're filing uh, later this week.
0: Exactly. Um, so, as my as my mom always says, an ounce of preparation is worth a pound of worry. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly, I clearly did not prepare very much to say that statement. Um, so why? Let's let's talk a little bit about why it's very important to file or get an extension instead of just blowing off the deadline on April 18th. Um, penalties. Tell me about some penalties, Dan.
1: Yeah, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of people who kind of at this point are sort of ready to throw their hands up and say, you know what? I'm not in a position to deal with this. I'm not going to be able to pay my tax bill. You know, wouldn't it be a great idea just to kind of not file and kind of hope that the IRS isn't going to catch me? And that's a really bad idea. Uh, The reason the biggest reason that's a bad idea is that the IRS already knows that you're out there. Uh, Your employer filed a W-2 for you. If you have financial accounts, then the financial institutions have filed tax forms on you. They know that that you're out there. They know that you should be filing a return. So if you don't, you're not going to slip under the radar. They're going to get you. And when they do get you, the penalties for not filing are extremely high. It's 5% of your tax bill on top of what you owe for every month or part of a month that you're late in filing. So if you don't file until April 22nd, let's say, that's part of a month. Because it's part of a month late, you're already 5% in the hole. Wait until late May, and you're going to pay a 10% penalty. It keeps going up all the way up to 25%. And the reason I say this is it's really easy to avoid paying that penalty because all you have to do is file for an automatic extension. Everyone gets has the right to get that extension. It gives you six months. It gives you six, until October, mid-October, to file your return, and it avoids all of those failing to file penalties that are so draconian.
0: Yeah. Um, actually, interestingly, I was looking up uh, the exact tax code before we started the show, and I found out that you technically don't have to pay any penalties for filing late if you are owed a refund, which blew my mind. Um, but it, it kind of makes sense, because that's the government's way of holding onto your money as like an interest-free loan to them for even longer. But this is a very bad, bad strategy. Do not assume that you are owed a refund. <laughs> Honestly, the only way you're going to know is what once you've done your taxes. You um, and then you've done all the tax prep anyway, and you should just file your taxes.
1: Plus, like you said, you're, in that case, you're only penalizing yourself because you know there's hundreds or even thousands of dollars that you might be owed in that refund, and you're the one. It's, it's all on you. The reason you're not getting that money is because you haven't filed that return. And unfortunately, there's some people they go years without filing, and they they end up losing those refunds. Because they never, they never bothered to file, and that's that's just a sad thing. Because that's money, that's their money that they should be getting back for them that they voluntarily give up just because they never filed.
0: Yeah. Fun fact: After three years, unclaimed tax refunds are forfeited and they become the property of the U.S. Treasury. So don't let that happen to you. Um, it's your
1: last chance on 2013 returns.
0: <laughs> if you haven't filed your taxes since 2013 you should do that and maybe see a lawyer. Um, (laughs) Talking about stressful things, uh, mortgages don't have to be as stressful as we make them. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust and who has your best interests in mind. With Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent, online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get a mortgage approval in minutes. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickandloans.com/fool. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSconsumeraccess.org 3030. Thanks again to Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans for supporting our podcast. Okay, so we've talked a lot about extensions and why you should want one. Um, what are some good reasons to file an extension?
1: Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, one just is that, you know, if you feel overwhelmed and you need more time to get all of your things together, then filing an extension can give you the time that you need in order to get everything done. Now, to be clear, you still have to pay your tax bill on time. If you don't pay your taxes on time, even if you filed the extension, that gives you more time to file the return. But it still it does not stop the clock on penalties for failing to pay your taxes on time. Those taxes are still due on April 18th. And so what most people do is if you think you're going to owe taxes, then you cut a check along with the extension request that gets your tax bill paid, gives you time to calculate to actually do your tax returns, calculate the exact amount. And it gets you in the right ballpark so that even if you're off by a little bit, any penalties and interest that you might owe are relatively small. But the other situation where it might make sense to ask for an extension has to do with if you have a particularly complicated tax return. For instance, I know that some people who who invest in what's called master limited partnerships, which are these specialized energy investments, they're really good for providing income but they're notoriously late for getting you the tax information that you need in order to complete your return. And so a lot of people, when they invest in master Limited Partnerships, they end up filing for extensions pretty much every year because they need that time just for the actual partnership to get them the documents they need to to prepare their returns correctly. So those are situations where you might You know, where you might especially be likely to need an extension.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's a really good point that, um, that you still owe, like, you'll still pay late penalties on the taxes if you don't at least send in what you imagine you probably owe. Um, and if you send in too much, then you'll get it in the refund next year. Um, but one of the other things to think about with the extension is that, um, Oh, a the extension gives you a six month extension. So tax, so your uh, return is due on October sixteenth, twenty seventeen. So once you file the extension, if you file for an extension on time, you have until October sixteenth to get your return in. Um, Also, do you? Oh, and the other thing to think about with with extensions is that it's too late. Like it doesn't give you an extra six months to get tax breaks. Like that deadline is still April eighteenth. Um, All right. And the other thing that I was going to actually ask you was is there a date by which you must file for an extension?
1: Yeah, you need to file you, you need to file the extension by the original due date, by the April 18th due date.
0: And there's actually
1: good guidance on the IRS website that can help you get that extension filed. So technically the rule is that you know the same way that you have to have a 1040 postmarked by, you know, on on the tax filing deadline. You'd have to have your extension request done that way as well. There's actually some pretty good tools for filing a, an extension request electronically. You can usually do that for free, even if you don't wouldn't otherwise qualify for free filing services through the IRS. Uh, but if you take a look at the IRS's free file web page, um, that'll give you some guidance on how to get on, on services that will help you file that extension request electronically get you that six months that you need
0: and just in case you want to look this up on your own um, you're gonna be you're gonna want to look for form four eight six eight which is the extension request form um, okay so let's talk about something that everyone does like which is refunds um, Refunds are, are really interesting because ideally what you do is pay the government the exact amount of money that that you owe them and they don't give you a refund and you don't owe any money because that way you haven't lent any money to the government tax free. Um, but still sometimes you overpay. I mean, this year I actually I actually only owed the federal government thirty dollars and I was very impressed with myself. I was like, that's I'm, I'm an impressive person. I can't believe I figured out my tax liability so perfectly that I only owed them $30. But well, That's nicely
1: done. Uh, that's okay. one of the smallest amounts I've ever seen.
0: Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it means a lot coming from you. But uh, refunds. Um, when should people expect to get them?
1: Well, how quickly you get your refund depends a lot on how you file your returns and how you ask to get your refund back. So there's two things that you can do here. Rule number one is electronic filing is a lot faster getting your refund back than if you actually mail in a paper return. And you can tell just how much the IRS really pushes this by taking a look at how quickly you can get information on a refund. If you file electronically, then the IRS is usually rated to give you at least a ballpark estimate of when you can expect your refund, just 24 hours after you file. But if you file a paper return, they, they don't even want to talk to you until four weeks after you file the return. They don't even want to give you a, an idea of when you would get that refund back. And so. Filing electronically, if you're expecting a refund, it's really a no-brainer to get that done. The other side of the equation is how you get that money back. On your tax return, there's a spot that you can arrange to have your refund direct deposited into your bank account. And that is always quite a bit faster than having Treasury have to cut you a physical check and then mail it to you through the mail. That's just, you know, as soon as that return gets processed by the IRS the direct deposit uh, scenario gets things moving a lot faster and so you know you can end up getting your refund you know a week or two weeks sooner through a direct deposit than you would if you're actually getting a paper check from the IRS
0: and not just that but it's also more secure checks not going to get lost in the mail if it's going via direct deposit you know it can't be intercepted if you're worried about identity theft in some way shape or form if it's going directly into your bank account.
1: Um, exactly.
0: So just just things to think about. Um, I know that the IRS offers a service to check where the refund is. Do you know how to access that?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things that you can do uh, on the IRS website. Uh, there's a tool. It's called "Where's My Refund," and uh-huh. um, basically, what you do there is you enter in some inf- some personal information to prove that it's you. Uh, you're gonna need. You're gonna want to have a copy of the tax return that you filed so that you know the amount of the refund that you're expecting to get. Then when you enter all that information in, uh, the IRS will then tell you, you know, give you a sense of where your return is in the process and give you an anticipated date on when you can expect to get that refund back. Uh, The other thing, if you even if you don't have Internet access, uh, an alternative is to call up the IRS. They actually have a uh, a refund hotline that will let you um, that'll let you call up and find out what the uh, you know it's the same general idea. Give you a sense of when that refund is is coming back to you.
0: Awesome. Um, I think that covers everything that I wanted to cover today. Uh, do you have any other advice on filing your taxes that you would like to give to our listeners?
1: You know, if you're uncomfortable with how late you have uh, left your filing this year, then don't forget about that pain uh, when next year comes around. Use that (laughs) as a little bit of extra incentive to get started a little bit earlier and avoid putting yourself in this bind. I know you can say that year in and year out, it's the same thing with Christmas shopping for me. You still can get yourself in that bind, but just keep it in mind, and at the very least, if you need some extra time, go ahead and file that extension. Get yourself the time that you need.
0: Yeah. I have one, too, which is um, file online using tax preparation software if your return is easy enough that that is an option for you. Shortens the amount of time you have to spend on taxes, and it helps lessen the likelihood of an audit. Plus, it's kind of fun. It's just like I don't know. I don't know if you're one of those people, but I love filling out questionnaires. I love filling in the bubbles and like doing the Cosmo quiz and seeing what kind of the season I am. You know, at the end of it, same thing with doing your taxes. It's it's kind of fun. It's just someone asking you questions. I think you and
1: I are the only two people on the planet who who would agree with that statement. Hopefully, <laughs> maybe some listeners will uh, will chime in and say they're in the same boat.
0: Yeah. Um, so, Thank you so much for joining us, Dan, and thank you for putting up with my kind of scratchy voice. Um, listeners, it's allergy season here in D.C., and I'm going to sound miserable for the next month. I'm actually fine. Um, thank you for joining us. As usual, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have recommendations for again, against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Contact us at Industry Focus or by tweeting us at @MFIndustryFocus and let us know what you'd like to hear about next. Please keep in mind that I cannot give you personal tax advice, so if you have any questions, go to someone who can help you with that, like a tax preparer. Thank you to Austin Morgan. Austin, have you filed your taxes yet? I have. Oh, good for you. Um, Austin is today's totally rad producer and a young person totally on top of his taxes. Thank you to everyone else for joining us and I hope everyone has a great week. Don't forget to file your taxes.